I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. The government might be shut down, but my DMs are wide open. (laughs) Oh my God. I may be a writer, but I can read it. Oh my god, you guys! It's Andy's <laughs> girls! Wait, I am dying. That was real good. You like it? Um, I like it. I love it. I gotta have more of it, please. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So is my guest today, guys. I am so excited. I have wanted to have this person on the show for longer than we've known each other. It's true. So a substantial period of time. Guys, so excited. Um, popping your cherry, your Andy's Girls cherry oh. on AG episode 90 or 90-ish. I think it's 90. Uh, Dave Quinn. Hi. Dave Quinn, I have been reading your work um, in People and on People.com since, I swear to you, the beginning of days. You're a news writer and reporter. I've been following you. You are, I was saying to a friend last night when I was talking about today, because I was so excited, I was like, he is the um, Real Housewife Rachel Maddow. Oh my gosh. Because you do break, remember when she like pretended that she had Donald Trump's tax returns, but it was like a page, but it was fine. Like we took it, like it was exciting, but you really do. You break news. You do a deep dive. Mm -hmm. You're always respectful, but like, I want to get your thoughts. I want to see like the snark side. (laughs) I'll give you a little bit of my snark side. I I don't, I don't really often give my snark side. Oh my God. I'm dying. Social media or on people.com because that's (gasps) not really the platform. No. Yeah. And I truly am a fan first. I love the housewives. I'm obsessed with them. I always have been. So even, and I just in life lead with love. So even the ones who are like 
super annoying who are kind of like i i don't agree with in certain fights or certain situations i still love i still like i'm a fan first and ultimately the most important thing and and i mean no disrespect to these women who are actually living their lives and want great things but ultimately i just care about the show yeah no totally that's exactly right if you are a fan of real housewives no matter if you are a super fan of person x y or z you know that ultimately the show wins right and that's that it's like gambling in vegas which i've never done but plan to that'll be on my on my list of things to do for 2019 sure yeah go gamble in vegas right the house always wins the house always wins. so no matter who you're super fan who you're a super fan of ultimately it's the show that is the driving force it's not the individual yeah and that's really important especially when you get into fights like let's say bethany and carol for example oh my god right so that was very i I dare not bring this up because honestly the bethany and carol feud has driven more people apart than than Donald Trump. And oh, Hillary I Clinton, screamed. As as I concerned. screamed. Lewis Peitzman and I did a 90 minute episode of Andy Scrolls where we just yelled at each other. So I listened to that episode and, oh, no. <laughs> and it was hard because I had like very strong opinions on both sides. I have never, and I likely will never tell you who I, whose team I'm on with, with Bethany or, or cool. Carol. That'll be the after show. That'll be the, the after non-existing show. But, after show. But like, it is one of those situations where I, I truly feel as though the good of the show, like Carol needed to leave for the good of the show. You think she needed to see, I thought for the good of the show, she needed to stay because it was such an explosive war at that point. But, and Bethany knows TV. So no matter how angry Bethany was and, you know, and, and Carol's more of like a produce, uh, more of a writer than a producer. I thought it would have been gangbusters if Bethany and Carol started the next season with like this huge war, but then also rest in peace, Dennis died. So maybe that would like soften things a little bit. And then Jill coming back. I was devastated when Carol left and I'm not a Carol fan. I'm just supportive of her side. So I agree with that. But the problem is, is that Bethany Frankel has very strong opinions of how she wants the show to be run. And I do not believe that she would have opened herself up to like returning into any form of a friendship. The thing that fascinates me the most about the Bethany and Carol's situation we've gone on a tangent is that they truly turned into Bethany became Jill Zarin in that experience a hundred percent she became using my favorite catchphrase a hundred percent like a hundred percent yeah she was she did that's why it was so great that's what was so amazing she was so wrong but but you have to remember that she Bethany is not somebody who re- accepts responsibility of blame right in any way shape or form so I don't believe that she would have like opened herself up to apologies or to doing anything wrong and uh, or, or, or to trying to mend ways and therefore I feel like the show would have suffered for it but that's why I always tell these women and I tell them directly you need to respect your villains it is my number one rule when it comes to yeah, the Kenya Accord shows. I would say correct the Kenya Accord it is the big and or this the is... Phaedra Parks Accord which is oh, my other thing okay you need to respect your villains. If somebody has a season where they're in trouble, where they've done something wrong, uh, going back to New York, we can turn a couple of seasons back to Aviva? Ramona Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramona Singer was the villain of the season when she, you know, stupidly mentioned that thing about Bethany's uh, daughter and then like could never get past it with Bethany. The Bethany daughter saying that um, Bethany posed naked or yeah, was in a just, porno like, movie or whatever. Like, and like yeah. your daughter would be bullied for that. How is she Correct, doing? Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a weird thing to say. I think knowing Ramona as well as I know her, I don't feel as though she has like 
she's not a manipulator. So I don't think that she's smart enough to like try to manipulate someone into something. I think that she was just like idiotically asking a, a dumb, a sensitive question. I thought that she was doing it to fuck with Bethany. She was like, I'm saving this for on camera. Cause Bethany in response was like, why on earth are you asking me at this moment with the camera crews? I thought she was trying to humiliate her. I would like to think that she was, but I, you don't I, think she's like strategic in that way? I don't think that she imagined that it would be that big if if she was being strategic. I will just say that the amount of times that I've talked to Ramona, she's not as strategic as you would think. God bless. And I'm this is fascinating to me because I speak to these women very candidly and very closely. And I often try to zoom the camera back to the big picture. Yeah. And most of them who are originals who have been there from the get go have no concept whatsoever. Of Which the big makes picture. them so important having yeah. that OG spirit because they were real people. Yeah, they like, weren't TV stars first. They weren't uh, personalities first. And that's the huge difference. The women who come onto these shows now are very well aware of what they need to do, how they need to make it work. They're really smart. They're thinking about like, what's my brand going to be? They're thinking about like, what am what am I going to reveal on the show? One of them, I was speaking to one of them today, and she told me about something that's going on with her husband. And <gasps> my favorite she plot said, points involve the husbands. Yeah. Oh, they're really good. And she said that it was this like pretty serious thing that's happening with his health. And <gasps> she said, "I'm really scared, but I know it'll be good for next season." Lenithia, was oh, it Lenithia? You don't don't you. tell me anything, but tell me after. But I'm just saying, like that mentality diabolical is like a new girl mentality they're really thinking about like what do i have to do for next season whereas i had a conversation i went on vacation with vicky gumbelson yeah you went went to andales i went to andales i went to part of what was it called it was called vacation with vicky vacation with vicky love and i asked her honestly excuse me about like the big picture of this i asked her about like what she felt about the show, if she thinks about her plot lines, if she thinks about, you know, like, and she really does not. And I like tried to challenge her on it. I tried to specifically say, what about this? And what about this? And she like, it, she just doesn't think that way. Like she doesn't, she doesn't at all. And I believe her because she's not really a good liar as we've learned. Yeah, Um, She does try awful hard, but it's not necessarily successful. Yeah. She's just like the early Brooks days. Right. When she was trying to like make him make everyone like him. Right. But she's just not like she doesn't have the thought process. Like I was talking to her a little bit about like, well, next year, you know, now that this is happening in your life, your storyline could be this. And she was like, I don't even think about that. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to go and film and whatever happens, happens. That's so interesting because she's on a show with a deep strategic thinker, in my opinion, in Tamara Judge. Well, yeah. Who, who thinks a little bit more about what this is going to look like, what her plot is going to be, what her role is going to be. If it's Jesus, if it's mom with the kid with the weird situation, if it's, um, you know, starting a new beginning with Eddie Judge, if it's being a bodybuilder, if it's Jesus, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she's she's all the clock's always ticking inside. So. I thought that, too. Oh, my God. Are you about to teach me your talent? I just. Is Tamara I, different? Tamara is not like what I imagined her to be. I really, really thought that Tamara Judge was somebody who like really had kind of seen through how she wanted things to work all the time, just like you said, and had like very specific plot points of what she wants to do. She is very low key and very chill. And she is the sort of person where if it went away today, 
tomorrow you'd never see her again. Like she's not interested in who's she's getting not? more screen time. Not at all. And I'm telling you, I know that that sounds like I've drank the Kool-Aid and I'm lying, but like, because I thought the same thing you did just from kind of watching her edit, but she really is like settled into her life. She really like understands the importance of taking advantage of like the platform. Of course, yeah. like she's like, yeah, of course, like I'm doing a gym because that is, you know, a business that I want to make the money like now, like that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But she's not somebody who is concerned about, whether she has more screen time than someone else. She's not someone concerned about like keeping her job. She's not like that. I mean, she said to me multiple times, once this is done, I'm done. You're not going to see me on like marriage boot camp. Right. Which is so awful. I can't watch those shows as someone that has seen every episode of every iteration of housewives. I would say at least twice every, including DC and Miami. Yeah. I, won't watch when they go on when it's like Aviva and you know yeah. Alex her, McCord right, or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch them on Marriage Bootcamp just because I feel like it's beneath the franchise. I, I sort of how I feel about Candy and Celebrity Big Brother, which I might Ooh. watch a second of, but I actually think I don't know if it's so much that it's beneath Atlanta as much as I was genuinely shocked that Candy was joining the American version of Celebrity Big Brother because I'm not a Big Brother person. I know a lot of people are and God bless, but like my DVR is filled. Like I no, can't, I I'm it. at capacity with Bravo. Um, but I was surprised that she was doing it because from what I understand of Celebrity Big Brother, the folks on Celebrity Big Brother US make significantly less than, than Celebrity Big Brother, right, than UK. So I was sort of surprised if she was chasing that check that she would do America, but maybe it's because she's better known here right. than she is abroad although i don't know how well spidey was known before you know they went to big brother uk but i was i was shocked were you surprised in any way i was definitely surprised because i didn't see it coming at all like right i imagined that once you're a full-time housewife on the show you rarely walk away to do something that is wait walk away no 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 I, she's oh non-compete non-compete but i'm saying like you you rarely like it's rare that somebody would leave to do another reality show that on another network that isn't like dancing with the stars so like right. dancing with the stars has that precedent where you know nini did it and lvp passed LVP, out during it right, right. And all those, did Kim Zolciak do it or am I just imagining She did because she had a stroke or whatever That's and right. it was yeah, a yeah. part of, yeah. So like I, those are the sort of things that. Um, a stroke or whatever, by the way, was the medical Well, I mean, term. I think that's kind of true. <laughs> it was, it was whatever. I think that's about as much as all of I us mean, know about I mean, she took a little nap for a little bit. Yeah. Um, she didn't Lisa like stretching. Lisa Renner did it before she was a housewife. Right. Um, but yeah, I was shocked to see her do it. I mean, obviously Brandy Glanville did it last season. I never watched Big oh, Brother. Oh, I see. I missed it. I heard that she was good. I missed it. I never watched Big Brother until last season with this celebrity thing because I wanted to see Brandy Glanville and Amarosa. Oh, yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. very into it. The thing is, it's really only three weeks. So it's... It is? Yeah, it's a short season. It only is like... Or at least that's how they did it last year. I don't know how they're doing it this oh, year. Oh, that makes more sense for being able to get these people. Not that Dina Lohan right. wasn't available. Well, yeah, Dina Lohan's certainly available. But Candy has to be out in time to do the reunion. This is what keeps running through my brain. So Candy has to be out in time to do the reunion. Wait, it has it already started? It's already started. They're in the house, but we haven't started <gasps> watching episodes. So like they'll edit some and we'll start seeing episodes. I think next week it premieres and then we'll be able to watch them live 
it's like they are on the live feeds. Holy shit. Wait, I, I didn't Sunday, know. Maybe. I didn't know that it was starting this quickly. So that is especially surprising that Bravo allowed her to go to CBS well, Andy, in the middle of, I would think, production. I don't know. Right. So usually they're still filming uh, interviews yeah. throughout those, you know, like um, confessional interviews right. throughout the airing of the episode. Right. So she must have already finished all of her confessionals and she must have a bit of a break. The other thing is that Portia is due pretty soon. So I'm I, I'm really trying to figure out the timeline in my brain. Like Portia's going to have a baby, so they definitely need to film the reunion before Portia goes into labor. She just flew to New York last week. This is literally no. I'm, I love this. I'm super into she this. She just flew to New out. York last week, and that's kind of at the cap. She told me it was at the cap of her like you're allowed to fly, which I believe is like 34, 35 weeks. I don't know. I don't do babies. So I I, I feel like it's going to be pretty soon thereafter. And then Andy's having his baby too. Right, so, in like a month. Yeah, so his baby, he had said six weeks, which would have placed it around February 5th, like the right. beginning of and February. And that's if you make it to 40. And that's if she makes it to 40. Um, and he's in LA right now and he's filming... Um, Watch What Happens. Four weeks of Watch What Happens episodes wow. in two weeks, I believe. So like some are live, others are going to be taped, which means he'll have a little bit of time off. Wow. But when the, when would the reunion be? Like a, it would probably, unless they filmed it already, did they film Atlanta? No, they didn't. I would have known that. The only reason really I think, stressful. no, I'm super into the stress. The only, so sorry. The only reason I think that they might have a little bit more room for this is because when Bethany gave birth to Bryn, she was back in that fucking reunion chair. That's right. You know, God forbid she was Hours a size later. four instead of a two. 45 minutes later with yeah. the IV attached to her like silvery white dress she or whatever was. the fuck it was. No, it was she, white, wasn't it, was it a week and a half? It was like a ruffles. week and a half later and everyone was like, you look amazing. And she's like, well, it's because I like gave birth early or whatever, which yeah. fuck you. But um, yeah, I know. Well, it but it was quick. Birth, uh, yeah, I know. Legit. Skinny girl, baby. Um, It was very close, You're right. which makes me You're wonder. Right. So question for you, which is your favorite franchise? Uh, I mean, it is like picking a child. Yeah, but what, everyone does. What if I was like DC? Um, <laughs> I would be like, I, mean, I love okay, DC cool. and I would totally watch cool, it. Cool. I would totally, I wish that they continued it. Um, I wish that they recast it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I always have said that Atlanta was my favorite season, mm. my favorite uh, franchise, franchise, and New York a very close second. But after the poor performance from Atlanta this season, yeah, it's been rough. I really am putting New York up at the top. I feel like it's the gold standard. It is. It it. It's the right answer, Dave. Yeah, your I mean, opinion is the right. It answer. is definitely right. It has <laughs> remarkably, it has the most OGs still mm. attached to it, God which I think em. is what makes it oh really work. Um, it has true friendships. Yes. They respect their villains. Yes. For the most part. Villains um, change season to season. Correct. But like whenever can you imagine another franchising with like Bethany calls Luann a dirty whore mm. one season and then God the next bless. season they're best friends. Like that doesn't happen on those no. other shows. Candy is still mad at Portia. Like, yeah, for the um, Phaedra incident yeah. as well. She's refer like to still it. holding yeah. a grudge for something that Phaedra didn't really do. I'm a Phaedra apologizer. FYI. <laughs> Wait, I, I wish you heard could see that the there was a, there was like a 10 second delay when you said for something that Phaedra didn't do. Yeah. It literally I was nodding because I heard Portia. No. And then you said Phaedra again. And I was like. 
no, no. I do not like, believe that Phaedra no. was solely responsible for that situation. Solely responsible? Or sure. even really no. responsible. Incorrect. Why? I believe that Phaedra was fed that information by, by a, a producer. producer. I believe that Phaedra let that information um I never believe that she actually meant that. I don't believe that that Portia actually thought that. And I believe that the second that it came out, the producers ran away and hid behind the cameras. That's what I believe. Okay. Couple questions Conspiracy there. Conspiracy theory. I totally agree with you that I do not believe that Portia actually believed that that was, that Candy would ever intend to sexually assault her, which is essentially the allegation that. Correct. Um, and that's the thing. Let's remind her because you said it properly. It is, it was the intent to sexually assault right it wasn't that she actually did it no it no was that no she talked about doing it right which in my mind is like a joke well sure and it could start with not an funny el- no no joke. not funny it could have started with someone being trying to like be super shady and it just went too far but in that scenario and i've read those um blogs saying that it was like and actually they named a specific producer i don't remember um but I just feel like Phaedra has had a reason. She had incentive to fuck with Candy. And what better way to do that than by making this gossipy allegation about intent and say, feeding that to Portia, who's not exactly the smartest tool in the toolbox. Bless her. So God bless. She's doing the work of six right now. So like we can appreciate, thank God that she's still on the show. Um, but she said it specifically to Portia because whether or not Portia named her, it would at least be out there and it would be a way for Phaedra to seek revenge against Candy's name. And what Candy it wants more than anything else and is um, focused on more than anything else is her reputation, her name, her business. And this was the best way to fuck with it and do it in a way that was personal and was also sort of specific to housewives. Yeah. Okay. I, I completely think that there was a desire to hurt candy. Yeah. Do not, I, I will not deny that, but I don't think that she thought that this was really a rumor that was being spread about sexual assault. I don't think that Phaedra thought that far. She just thought it was going to be like a kinky sex game. You think maybe? Yeah. I think that it was like, I think that it was said in jest and I don't think that she's the one who said it. I think it was said by producers. And where did did the producer think it was was pushed by producers? No. What what were they, were they like word on the street is, well, look, how do you even bring that up? Let's talk about those streets though. Everybody has something to say with those streets, you know? And I think that what it was, was just like, they were hearing, Oh, I heard, Oh, I heard, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was just when, when Portia says it in that scene, you can tell that like, she's pulling something out of her that she doesn't really believe. Right. Just to like, one up candy right and then candy was like actually that's really fucked up and then like goes after her throughout the rest of the season and at that point i think that portia like went back to phaedra and was like what the hell you told me and phaedra was like i never really knew that i heard it from someone else i would imagine that if you watch the unaired edited unedited version of that reunion when it came to you said that part five would have been the truth of Phaedra Park saying like it was so-and-so so-and-so told me in a confessional. That's how I heard it. I didn't know. I don't know. That's just my instinct. That is 
uh, that's giving a lot of credit to Phaedra. And I don't know how much of that credit she deserves. I used to be a Phaedra fan. I would get into screaming matches with Damian Bellino, OG of the AG, because I was team Phaedra and he was team everyone else. And I said, like, when it was Phaedra and Apollo that she had been misled, he took advantage of her. He lied. She had no idea. And then the more I've sort of seen of, like, the ugly underbelly of Phaedra, I'm like, maybe I was not wrong, but misplaced misplaced in my opinion well I but it's interesting to hear that, you say that i definitely think that she's somebody who is smart about what she is doing yeah but so is candy i mean candy yeah, candy's is a fucking genius she sometimes gets too emotional which is what we love about her that she'll go from yeah. she's super smart but like god forbid you come for her mother or her husband yeah. she I will, will drag you yes she really will i mean it's unbelievable which i hope she does in the big brother house but like the, but the problem is you have to be able to let go and when we talk about these shows on a philosophical level you have to recognize that phaedra parks actually offered a lot to that show that they could not replace when she left and yeah. The the problem, I have heard this truthfully, the problem wasn't that Phaedra said that. The problem was that the women refused to film with her. Yes, agreed. That's why Phaedra did not come back. Agreed. If they would have forgiven her and been like, You're totally this is so stupid, like you obviously didn't mean that everything would be fine. That's also why that reunion itself was really interesting because it looked like all of the women were forming an alliance, however temporary, against her, including yeah. Kenya and Nini batting on the same team. Right. That's also why it's been interesting to see in social media that Nini, and on Watch What Happens, that Nini's like, Phaedra should come back, Phaedra should come back. And I think with this time around, she's saying that not because she thinks Phaedra sh could come back because she's saying she doesn't want to film with Kenya. So I think Ooh. she's choosing something and she's saying I she's pushing Phaedra. She's pushing the narrative. Phaedra deserves another chance. And I think what she's saying is Phaedra deserves another chance and Kenya can kiss my ass. You know, that's really interesting. I, I definitely think there's a lot of hurt feelings about her and Kenya because I feel like Nini came to be nice to Kenya and yeah. like feel like she was you know, like opened herself up to Kenya towards the end. And I feel like Kenya kind of was like, this is a fake friendship and closed herself off to it. There's a lot of drama about Kenya, especially that let this last season. And Kenya should have been on the show. Kenya asked for money. From what I understand, Kenya asked for a lot of money. Bravo wasn't interested in paying for it. She has some sort of contract thing where she can't do another show, but I don't know how much of that is true and how much of that is she didn't get enough offers. So she was supposed to do something I thought with E around the baby. And I don't like a, a not um, a full series, but like a couple episodes special or something that didn't come yeah, to fruition or I've heard the rumors about the special as well, but not from her. The conversations that I've had that I'm aware of with strong sourcing oh is my God, that I'm so into this, you guys, is that like there were that the producers were really pissed off at Kenya because she got married away from the camera. Yes, which was sh horrible. And they were really angry at her for it. I would have been. And then she came back and she was like, you know, she did this season where she wouldn't film with her husband. Now, from her perspective, she has been desperate for love, desperate for a family. She finally found it. And she knew that like Mark would eventually film, but she needed to like get him there. And, she knew that everybody wanted to tear down her relationship and say that it was fake and say it wasn't real. And you know what it's like when you're like in happy bliss. Like she just didn't want to deal with the lies. She didn't want to sacrifice she it. She didn't want to sacrifice it. So she stayed true to who she was. Now there are plenty of women who do not film with their husbands and plenty of women keep these sorts of secrets. Look at Dorinda and John. Correct. 
John isn't around. Also, that's look a choice. At, look at Erica Jane. Erica and, and Tom and Tom. <laughs> Wherever Tom, Tom is, Tom will come in. And Tom's like, with Shelley Miscavige somewhere in Los Angeles right. or thereabouts. Nobody is going to film. Nobody is going to come for for uh, Erica Jane. For, no, for, oh, for Tom. Tom. Like they they respect him and respect that relationship on that cast. The problem is in Atlanta they don't. And Phaedra and or or Candy or Portia or Nini or somebody would have started coming for or Marlo. Oh or my God! Like don't let Marlo within ten feet. Like Are one you of kidding? these like low one of these no housewife housewives mm-hmm. would have popped in and started saying na- nonsense and they would have like jeopardized the experience as opposed to the producers taking care of her as a full time cast member. So the thing is, these producers treat these women like garbage sometimes. And I do feel like they said, fuck you. We don't need you. Like, we're not going to pay you. They said to her, you give us everything and we'll pay you a low amount. She was now like, what, five, six seasons in? Like, she should have been been there for a while. She should have gotten, you know, major money. But because they have Cynthia because they have (laughs) because they have Cynthia and because they had Nini coming back and because they have Candy, who are three higher, Mm -hmm. you know, have been around longer. They didn't want to pay up for her. And I think it was really shitty because I think the show has suffered for it. It really has. My God. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is the viewers, lover or hater, want to see what Kenya's up to. That's exactly right. And like seeing her as a mom and going through like this terrible pregnancy, because that's what we would have seen, this like horrible health right. problems. And like seeing the women band around her would have been a really fascinating dynamic and you know she's crazy so she still would have brought drama of course but she would have been gone with the wind twirling whatever the hell but with a little baby bump yeah it would have been phenomenal and i think that this i think that the show will come back to her i think that the show will try to get her back next season you don't think if they're shitty to these women you don't think that they're gonna be like well go fuck you anyway blah 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 not that um um you know the new cast members are doing anything like tanya what is she at this point i don't know she's She's hosting a friend of but even that, I feel like, is generous well, for I what she's the, giving us. Again, like, I think Shamari. That they may want to rewrite history a little bit here. I, mean, I think they may want to try something new next season because the the ratings have been down mm. and people have been complaining. And I think that, like, it's just not gelling. There's It doesn't have buzz factor. People really are like, doesn't. I need to watch Atlanta this season. Right. Now, I've heard the second half of the season gets crazy. So perhaps that will change. And I say this again as a fan, like I love this show. I want nothing more than for it to be great. But Nini dealing with this health crisis Mm -hmm. has taken her out of her game. And no one has been able to step up and drive story. Portia's driving the story. And I don't know that's because she's a strong leader as much as it is. She just has a lot of story there. She's been dating for 45 minutes. Now she's having his baby. I mean, that is fascinating. Like, so we know she's engaged in real life. So we're going to have to see that engagement play out. And yeah, that's interesting. But like, again, I'm tired of watching the candy coated click sit around, shit talk full time cast members. And for like Bravo to give those people the same level of voice is really irritating for Marlo Hampton to have the same level of a presence as a full time housewife irritates me. Because I don't need to know about Marlo. Instead, she's just somebody who comes in, acts like a bitch, and then leaves. And like that irritates me because I don't feel connected to her 
I mean, I enjoy her as a character, but yeah. like if she was just, if I saw 50% less of her, I would be equally happy. Okay. I'm going to, s- I'm going to continue that conversation switching franchises. Yeah. So with that being said about Marlo getting that much screen time, you know, candy coated click getting that much screen time. What do you think about Danielle Staub being back in New Jersey? So that's, that's really fascinating. Um, I love Danielle Staub. Okay. And I thought that <laughs> I thought it was a really fascinating arc to have her come back as Teresa's friend. Okay. And like have that patch up in that reunion. Now, the problem is Okay. They <laughs> okay, decided okay. not to bring back Jacqueline. Well, I don't know that they could. I don't know that the doctors released her into being <laughs> I mean, like and I listen, I'm if it's team Jack versus team tree or team It's not it's not about teams for me. Again, it's team jersey no i know it's team watching tv i don't i I think that would have been maybe painful because i don't i don't think that new jacqueline is i think old jacqueline is great i don't know that new jacqueline is able to handle the rigors of this kind of show i hear you i think that the anticipation was that daniel staub would come back and be a fighter against jacqueline for Teresa, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have that so Danielle last season was pretty dull. She didn't really have any moments. Totally um, agree. Obviously, I live for Dorinda. I mean, I live for Dolores saying, welcome back, scumbag. I do think that Danielle <laughs> I is... I die for Dolores. I die for Dolores. I do think that Danielle is somebody who likes to make stuff up. No. To make TV. I don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, she says all the time to me, candidly, I'm very good at my job. Actually, not candidly. I've she doesn't pr- have a job. It. Well, but that's what her job is reality TV. And I think that she feels that she's very good at like stirring the pot and making, Mm. you know, if she was that good at her job, wouldn't she be full time? Well, I don't think the full time thing is really interesting because I think that we imagine that it's just like a Mm -hmm. producer being like, oh, you should totally be full time. But I think they take a lot more into consideration and mainly one of their thoughts is like, where do we want this franchise going? And sometimes it's a step back when that person comes full time. Totally agree with you. Um, That person needs to be able to show honest parts of their life in the home environment. And in order to do that, you need to be like ready to Mm -hmm. reveal your demons. And Mm -hmm. I think that they knew that Danielle wasn't because the stuff that was happening with Marty behind the scenes was very clearly bad. And I think that they were very well aware that like, she was never going to address the problems because she wanted to show herself as like a triumphant, you know, Phoenix rising from the table flip ashes and look how she's like saved her life. But the truth is she was more interested in like the big picture than she was the actual relationship. And she needed Marty. She needed to be able to say, look, I found someone to love me. Um, Just like Bethany needed Jason Hobb. I totally agree. Happy. Yeah, no, no, totally, totally agree. Um, and look at her, and she's no longer a broken bird. Nineteen times now becomes twenty. All this crap. Yeah. I mean, there was an interesting moment when Melissa's like, "So, how are you guys doing?" And she's like, "What did she say? Like, I'm stressed about the wedding, or whatever." Right. And, and Melissa's Melissa like, like, "Cool, but like, what about the marriage? Yeah, how's the relationship?" Yeah, Melissa was like, "This isn't a good sign," and it it wasn't. I mean, it, it was wasn't. very clear. I I think that. Danielle will never be a full-time housewife again. Oh my God. From your lips to God slash Andy Cohen's ears. I mean, I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's not because she's not worthy of it. I think that she's great as a person and a, as a villain. Yeah. As but a I, villain. Yep. I think that the problem is, is she hasn't allowed herself to like bond with the women in the right way. And Teresa is not going to turn on her because Teresa is just happy to, like better be on my side than be against me. Right. But I don't truly think that like the two of them have 
a bond that's worth anything. I think Jersey has really suffered since they got rid of Caroline Manzo. Totally agree. Um, I. But this season's been great. This season has been better. It's I, been really I don't know. Good. People, I have heard from so many AG listeners. And guys, I love to hear from you. And I, I've put up a lot of polls about, you know, why they love Jersey. And I've solicited a lot of feedback about why you think Jersey is so great. Because I've been really struggling with it. And I think it's been listen it could there was nowhere to go but up or canceled and I think that they made smart casting decisions with um Jen and Jackie this season and there have been good moments I think this past episode was really really strong it was good yeah. um but it gets I think better good but it's I really good I think it's also tired as a franchise and it's it's hard for me to watch at times. And a part of that is the Danielle factor because I genuinely think she is so toxic and ultimately toxic to the franchise because she's duplicitous in a way that affects production. And I don't know that the women can necessarily call her on it. Um, I had a listener reach out and say, Danielle is the reason I can't totally get on, uh, get on board with Jersey. She's a psychopath. And yet Teresa and others act like she's sane and everything she says is the truth. Also the rest of the cast can't break the fourth wall and tell her she's a thirsty bitch that lies for camera time. If they bring her back, I may have to jump ship. She's awful that's from philip in scotland um so philip shout out to you i I don't know that um he's not wrong he's not wrong and i understand the um opinion that if she remains or gets promoted which is what it is to a full-time position no matter how they strategize those roles it's going to be complicated to watch i mean watching her eyes and mind calculate the many reasons and ways in which she can fuck with Margaret has been painful because I think she's making the same mistake that Siggy made and so many other housewives made where they think full-time or part-time where they think they have the upper hand because they think they're in a power position in their role in the cast and Danielle forgot that she is part-time and Margaret's full-time Margaret's going to get more camera time than Danielle is, or at least her presence is going to be felt in a larger way than Danielle's. And that strategy backfired. I also thought that this week when she was talking, when she was flat out lying to a Teresa Melissa and was like, Margaret said this shit, it was interesting to me because it sounds like even she would admit that the beginning of the conversation was, I don't know who to trust. And then I think she was sort of gaslighting Margaret by being like, and you said Teresa and Melissa. And if I was Teresa and Melissa, I would think to myself, wait, the conversation started because you said you didn't know who to trust. I thought that we were good friends. Can I not trust you? I mean, that's where I think, I don't think anyone's going to bring that up in any way in on watch what happens or on the reunion, because I don't think they're thinking in that way. Maybe Melissa, maybe Joe Gorga, but I don't know that they, Melissa and Teresa are truly thinking about that, but that's what I thought. Cause I was like, yeah, you're doing exactly to Margaret what you did to Dolores. I don't believe you. We know who you are. Now Marty does too. Who's also, by the way, a piece of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's absolutely insane. There's Danielle crazy. And then there's Marty crazy. Is Marty crazier than Danielle? He is. He is because How? I I actually think it's a clinical thing in my mind. I mean, I think that there may be like something a little askew there. 
That's interesting to me. I mean, I didn't understand Marty because I didn't know him. And I'm when not he diagnosing made that, anybody. No, I'm please. I mean, but this alleged. is the space to do it. This is exactly the right, the right space. I don't know. It's just like there's, there's, it's very strange to me because somebody who has money and who's successful. Do we know that he has money, by the way? I mean, I think he has enough money to, to yeah. financially support them. Yeah. Okay. And somebody who has money and is successful and got himself into a relationship with somebody like her. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that there's a little. And chose her over his kids. I mean, that was a dark moment in the lead up to their wedding when they're like sitting around that table in Bimini, which we haven't seen since Miami, and is like, I chose you over my kids, which is why would you do that? A and B, why would you be with someone who so easily deserts his children. But that's the thing. I don't like to villainize Danielle because I think that she is aware of the areas in which she is not perfect. And I don't think he is like, if you look at every statement that he's ever made, he's never apologized for anything that he's done. And she's always acknowledged that like, yes, I fought with him, but like he pretends as if she's just like out for fame and out, for, you know, like I think that he feeds into these preconceived notions that we have about her. I don't think Danielle's always been incredibly kind to me and really, really sweet. I don't think that she's somebody who I know I, I feel that side. I don't think that she's somebody who is like actually an evil person. Oh, I think that boo. she's somebody. Look, I think that she's somebody who has gotten a lot of attention for bad behavior. Sure. And thinks that she is lazy in the sense that she thinks that that's the only way she can continue to get attention. But my thing is not to quote her holiness, Oprah Winfrey, but to quote Oprah Winfrey, quoting Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I hear you. Didn't we know this is who Danielle was when we saw the cover of that book without a trace or whatever the fuck it was? Like whatever we- the fuck it was. Cop without a badge. <laughs> First of all, is the name of that book. And everyone in my life knows that because that Christmas I bought everyone a copy of oh it. Oh my God. How is like, that book? It was terrible, but it was like, Ugh, I mean, I need to but read it. You have to admit, okay, just I know you don't like I hate her. I hate her more than anyone else. I can tell. But you have to admit. Like, I think the devil has redeeming qualities. Oh I don't my know God. about Danielle. Sorry. I have to admit what I will. I will. You have to admit in the finale of New Jersey season one. Yeah. When she put that book out on that table, mm-hmm. that was a boss bitch move. Sure it was. That was like, you guys are fucking talking about me. Let's talk about it together. Sure it was. And that's for me, that's still like I'll always come back to a power play for her. Sure it was. I don't disagree with that. And that was a one of the best moments in Housewives history because I do feel as though what happened was pretty unfair to her just hear me he's quoting he's air quoting unfair in the sense that the whole first season all of those girls didn't really like her and talk shit about her behind her back yeah and never gave her the chance to own up to her truth of what they were reading in this book right and never really believed what she was saying so she was pretty villainized and she came in season two kind of owning that bad girl behavior and being like, I'm a bitch, like, leave me alone. Uh, Like, how dare you? And, and playing a little bit of the, like, 
you know, I, I'm not saying that she was outright bullied, but I do feel like she was ganged up on by those women. I agree that she was ganged up and it was a little bit of mean girl behavior when Caroline and Dina would go to Chateau or whatever, oh get their God, shampoo blowout and would talk shit. And I loved every minute of it. And, and you, you know, saw that when Jacqueline said, you're such a liar, Dina. Because Jacqueline is like, you guys were the ones who were talking about it. Like Jacqueline in that final fight really kind of stands up to her. Oh, totally. And like that for me showed that there were complex layers here. But I think the problem again is she walked out of that series, uh, out of that first season and felt like the only way she could move forward was by being the bad girl. And now she's tried to come back in and like try to redeem herself by being close with, with Teresa. But like, she only knows how to get screen time for being bad. Yeah. She gets rewarded for bad behavior. So she keeps exhibiting it. Right. The only counterpoint to that. And I think that's a great um, perspective and I appreciate it. (laughs) The only counterpoint I would say is like, why then bring armed guards to film with Caroline, which I thought that was like a gun too far. Well, right. Because I think that there's always a bit of her who is like going for the more dramatic, like Daniel Staub has a lot in common with Tiffany Pollard, New York, <laughs> Tiffany, New York, Pollard. Oh, no. um, switching franchises, no. switching shows in general to go to like, I oh love New York, God. where I think that Tiffany is kind of like, she'll do whatever she can to like make yeah. good TV. And I think that's how Danielle feels. And correct but, me if I'm wrong, but t- and Tiffany started off as like sort of a villain. Is that right? I don't remember. Yeah, and then she was like the lovable. Okay. And then she became she a, a lovable, like crazy person, okay. which is what I think that Danielle wishes it would be. Like, I think Danielle wishes that like she was in a good place and everybody like they would let her kind of be bad and reward her for it with a full time status. But it's just not going to work. It doesn't work for the show. What do you think about Margaret versus Danielle? I mean, I'm 100 percent. It's very hard to watch. I a hundred percent believe that Margaret felt that they had a real friendship and Danielle was playing their friendship out for mm-hmm. television. I don't really believe that there was a real friendship on her side. I don't really believe that Danielle was truly hurt by Margaret. I yes, think that she agreed. kept pushing Margaret thinking that she could get away with it and that everything would be fine. I think that Danielle felt like I'm making television. Yeah. The show is agreed. boring. I'm making television. It's like, do you remember at the launch of Teresa and Joe's Fabellini? restaurant oh. that never like continued? Teresa, Joe, Melissa had that pizza oh, yeah, restaurant. Yeah. So if you go back and you watch like, the mid-season trailer there is like this admission that she had sex in the bathroom right it never made it to air because i think that the producers were like this is disgusting but she did that because she wanted like that was a very like calculated move it was like this event is boring i'm gonna go fuck in the bathroom and then i'm gonna come out and tell everyone so then i could get screen time and you all can talk about it so gross Right. I mean, she is somebody and who, it was referenced on Watch What Happens. Correct. But yeah, it wasn't on. the. I don't remember. It never actually show. made it to air. But that's the way that she thinks. And I think that she thought, like, I'm going to oh, fight with Margaret. She's my closest friend. We'll get into arguments. It'll like make good TV and then we'll make up. And Margaret was like, what the fuck? I thought we were really friends. I think that's the big difference. I think sometimes these women try to get become producers. That's what's happening in my perspective at Beverly Hills. The Lisa Vanderpump was producing and the girls got tired of it. Um, totally agree with you there. The only addition to that that I would say is I heard that it was because the production company itself changed or rather the main producers changed. And Lisa, what LVP wasn't able to get away with the stuff 
that she would ordinarily, including running away from this forthcoming Raider Online storyline that she was leaking stories about Dorit and the puppy and the whatever and like giving it back or giving it to a kill shelter, whatever the fuck it was, that she was leaking stories to make her look good, Dorit look bad, and the women turned on her on camera. And right. ordinarily, I think she LVP, was protected. Right. Ordinarily, LVP was protected and she was no longer. So then she left. And then her reasoning for leaving was because of the unfortunate passing of her brother. Right. And I think that she's going to play that fiddle really loudly. I think we're going to hear a lot of Lisa Vanderpump being upset about the loss of her brother, which if my brother died today, I would be destroyed as totally. well. I'm not like dulling her pain whatsoever. But I feel as though... She is somebody look back to season one. Kyle called her out and on the reunion. Oh like my God. Chess with Bobby Fisher. Yes. And I think that she is somebody who is used to producing. That's why she works on Vanderpump rules. Lisa Vanderpump should have come back this season as a friend of the housewife and everything would have been fine. She could have like backed off a little bit off the show because nothing that she's doing in her life is very interesting. See, the problem I have with Beverly Hills in general is that the women their OGs are too afraid to get messy. I think Kyle felt it when she went after Kim about that house mm. and all the things that went on with Kim. And now all of a sudden she's afraid. She doesn't want to get super messy. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Vanderpump, you know, had this situation with Brandy. Their fight was really always that Brandy was trying to like expose the truth of mm-hmm. what she saw. Yeah. Those magazines that she was like dropping oh, in her bag or whatever. Yeah. You know, Lisa Vanderpump was like, you should bring it up on camera. Totally. Like, that's what she wanted. No, totally. And again, I get it. If you respect your villains and you're, you, un, you allow yourself to be messy and you allow yourself to be a villain, it's all fine. But she didn't want to do that. And all these women got pretty neutered. I mean, Rena was a messy, messy villain. And then everyone came after her. And now she's neutered. She came in. She wouldn't talk about anything last season. She didn't want to fuck up her check. She didn't want to. She didn't want to sacrifice if nobody else was. Right. And that's the problem. Because then you have Teddy and Dorit arguing about glassware. And I can't watch that. (laughs) I can't watch another season. Oh, my God. That was the dumbest fight of all time. And they still bring it up all the time. Or like the panty gate. Like. This yeah, that should was, not that have was been rough. a problem. Rough Meanwhile, over on Dallas, like in one episode, you know, someone's threatened to punch someone. Ugh. Someone else is opening up about their miscarriage. Like everything, every second is like a whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. It's the, it's the, I think it's aside from New York. It is my second favorite franchise. Yeah, I would very much put it close to the top as well. Whose side were you on Leanne v. Deandra? Uh, I was on, I mean, I really like. Right? It's, it's difficult. I, again, I say this. For the sake yes. of, I was on the show side. I'm always on the show side, but I did feel as though, uh, I did feel as though Deandra was a dog with a bone. Mm-hmm. And this is really what happened with Carol. This kind of goes back to the Carol and Bethany thing. I think that the problem was that Carol got so angry at Bethany that Bethany could have cured cancer and Carol would have hated her for it. I don't know if you've ever had somebody in your life like that. I uh, I, I have a short list. I will admit that I got to, it's not a great feeling to have, but I've definitely had experiences with friends where we fell out and like, I don't care what they did or coworkers. I don't care what they did. Like that person just pisses me off. Um, and I think that's what it was. So then Bethany would like sneeze and Carol was like, fuck you. Like she was angry about it. And I think that every single thing that Bethany did got under Carol's skin and more of that was off camera than we saw. It was like when the show was airing, I think Carol was irate in the same way she was pissed off about 
Donald Trump. Remember how she couldn't like let go? Not that we all, all ever should. No, let but go she was especially. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. like couldn't get past it. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was, and that's the problem I had with Deandra. Like she could not let go of her anger towards Leanne, and every second of every day she was bitching and moaning about Leanne online, and like it just felt like and attacking Leanne, and it was always anti Leanne. And honestly, I've seen three seasons of that. I can't see a fourth. So next season, it's gotta not, it's gotta stop. You gotta stop coming after Leanne. I don't want to see it again. Do you think it stems from jealousy? Because both of those people are in star positions, so Leanne this, and Bethany. So the jealousy thing is stupid in my mind because, but yes, maybe. Um, I, I don't feel like anyone should be jealous of anyone because this is an ensemble show, and if you you are only as good as your weakest link. Totally. And goodbye. You need to, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, uh, but you need to like work together on this thing. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it is a jealousy thing behind the scenes. Um, certainly there are egos and in everyone involved, but like you should be thinking bigger about the show. And Deandra should have, instead of getting mad at Leanne for exposing her financial troubles, let's say she should have seen that as a huge opportunity to like be an ambassador for women out there who are maybe not as financially well off as they mm-hmm. think they are. She could have used that as an amazing like growth spurt. And mm-hmm. she could have actually thanked Leanne for that and become closer with her because of it. I think that her instead like going after her and feeling like what Leanne was doing was malicious. Leanne is probably producing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's, I would put her up as one of the smartest women that's come through that show. I think she knows how to make good TV. She was meant to do this. She was meant to do this. But like for her, she's still pretty authentic in the moment. You know, like she knows that she's going to go in and she's going to get into a fight. But she's like she's in it. She's living it. She's still like being herself in it. I have to say, you know, I was not a fan of Leon season one in not in a Daniel Staub kind of way, but I just thought it was too much. She was writing this whole charity bullshit storyline. Like she was the queen mother. It didn't make sense because she wasn't an actual member of Dallas society. You know, it was a lot. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching the show. And then last season and this season, it just had such a massive turnaround in quality of the episode. I mean, it's yes. unbelievable when you watch season one of Dallas and season two, it's two entirely different shows. Yeah. Although and, season one is good. It has a lot of good moments, but yeah, you're right. but it's, it's the sharp charity, edges. It's, it's, you're right. it's a rough ride. I they think were, they were working hard. I think to find a way in mm-hmm. to, you know how these things work. They, it didn't start as a housewife show. It started, Dallas didn't start as a housewife show. I don't believe so. I believe that it, it started as like, another type of franchise oh, that they okay. decided to like make into a housewife like show. a married to medicine kind of thing where right. there was a different theme so i think that like aside from the friendship. charity was a big part of it in the beginning oh and that's then, interesting but like i mean it did allow them to stand out a little bit from everyone else and the truth is that is truly like if you watch leanne on social media like just follow her on Instagram. She's at a charity function every fucking day. No, she's out and about every, yeah. and she's also online every. I think she personally responds to she every does. single she message does. she gets. She works really, really hard at that, and because she gets the point of like the what the experience should be like. She also wants the show to succeed. Yeah, and like I wish that 
every girl in that franchise felt the same way. What do you think about her relationship with Rich? Because I think that... 100% real. I totally agree with you, but I also think that Deandra was hitting on something. I do think that his exes talked to Deandra in some way. Not a bitching or gossiping about Leanne, but just saying, like, be careful with this guy. Because I think that there's... I think there's some truth there. I think he's super interesting. I like watching him on TV. I think he's kind of adorable. I love his, like, witty... His attempts at witty humor. I find them fun. But I think that there's a grain of truth there, which is what was getting to Leanne. I do not think that she hadn't married him because of her own fears about their relationship. I think that there's something else going on. Interesting. There's a reason she doesn't... That she there's a reason she's afraid to make it official and I think a part of that has to do in some way with some sort of history that he might have I mean there's a reason that he's been married and divorced four times I want to say well right so I agree with the fact that I, I I will say this I've met him multiple times I do not believe that he's a very smart person when it comes to hiding who he truly is. Most people show you who they truly are and aren't really good at it. And with me, I'm very lucky that I, I'm, I spend time with these people behind the scenes Yeah, and they, they don't really put on airs with me. Yeah. Which is great because everything is usually off the record with me. I don't want to work more than I have to. So I just let them kind of be themselves and I talk to them like they're normal humans. He's a really low key, like, low energy sort of guy you know mm-hmm. he's like a cop and he's he a just, cop with an ipad yeah i think that he's like super decent and kind mm-hmm. i think that he's been taken advantage of in the past by women um really i think that he's like gone along with relationships that weren't always the best because you just kind of stick it out sort of thing do i feel as though he holds responsibility in the ends of his previous marriages. Of course, like that's everybody is responsible for anything. And I'm sure he wasn't like a decent human to all of them. Do I think that he's good to Leanne? Yes. Um, Do I think that she was reluctant to get married to him? Yes. And no. I mean, I think that she certainly had those fears, but I think she also knew it would make good TV if she Mm -hmm. kind of held back a little bit and made it story. And I, and that's just my instinct. And the last thing I'll say about him is that, yes, those women went to um, Deandra yeah. or Deandra went to those women. Yeah. Because I do believe she was a bit of a dog with the bone who wanted to hurt Leanne. Totally hear you. But like, I don't think that you can. I, I, I get irritated with the streets. It's very frustrating that drama comes from people that I never meet and never see and are off camera and I don't experience. So I don't actually know what the conversation was like with those women. And those women could have all said, actually, he's really wonderful. And DeAndre could have said, well, I'm going to say that he wasn't like, I don't know. Um, okay. Two questions for you. Yeah. Because I know you're a fan. You're a fan of these I'm shows. Fan of Who's your favorite housewife to watch? Ooh, to watch uh, I mean, as a fan watching putting on channel 18 or whatever bravo tv.com dvr I, I will always be a fan of nene leaks she makes oh, me laugh Le- like she just makes me laugh when she's like at in her element yeah she makes she's me great laugh. Bloop, this season bloop plunk bloop. so much yeah this season, she changed she the language a, of our country a hundred percent um <laughs> she's given more to the dictionary in my perspective than shakespeare has <laughs> um i love watching ramona singer Ugh. Yes. I think that she is the glue that keeps New York together. She yes. is the only housewife who's remained a housewife the entire time. She is the true original 
Well, she's no longer a housewife. Wait. Oh, you mean that she stayed on the show? Yeah. Oh, I think you meant being married. I was like, no, 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 Mario is no longer. No, she's like stayed a housewife. Like Luann became a friend of the housewives. Yeah, she's never been demoted. She's an OG housewife. Right. She is the one from New York. Yes. Bethany left for a while. Right. Like, she's the one. Totally agree. Um, So I think that she's like the glue that holds that show together. I'm a huge fan of Leanne. I love watching her. She makes me laugh. Um, I think she gives great confessionals. I think she's really funny. Um, and that's important to me. I want to laugh with these women as well. And then, I don't know. I mean, I, I've named like five of them, but. I'm so into I this. love watching Shannon Bedore. She also makes me laugh. Dave I, Quinn. What? So Dave, you and I met because I invited myself. You did. To an off-the-record conversation with Shannon Vador because I was recording AG with Richard J. Alexander, friend of the show. He goes, guess what I'm doing after this? I said, what? And he goes, oh, I'm meeting up with Shannon Bedore. And I said, cool, I am coming with you. <laughs> you and did. he was like, uh-huh. And I saw like the look in his eyes of like, is this happening? And I like literally, you know, yeah. <laughs> I 100% invited myself, walked into the Plaza Hotel with Richard J., with all of my recording equipment, video equipment and said to myself, okay, Sarah, like this is it. This is the moment because I have met how many housewives over the years. Oodles, oodles. Yeah. Tons. And Shannon is my number one. And I sitting with her for an hour. We sat for a long time. Yeah. For a long time. And just listening to her talk, like Richard was talking to her about business stuff. I just wanted to know, but didn't ask about like, how, how are you and Kelly? Like, I just, right. I find her to be my top. Not that I always agree with her decisions in life and on the show. Who does, by the way, who agrees with someone hundred yeah, percent of the time, but I think she is, she is like my gal. And at one point I said to her, you were there. I, Shannon, I like love you. And there are a hundred and bajillion housewives. You are my number one. She was like, oh, you're so sweet. I was like, no. And I misstated what I was trying to say, which, which, what I said to her was, you know, I watch, what did I say? I was like, you know, um, DC and Miami or something, but you're my number one. She was like, what? Like, why are you bringing up the shows that no longer exist? What I meant to say was I've seen every episode of every show, but you are my like heart song. You are my like Maddie Stepanek or whatever. That little kid from Oprah. When we, when you left, cause we spent some time together. Did I ever leave? Am I still there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no girl, you left. Um, (laughs) When you left, she was very appreciative. Thank you. She is very kind to her fans because she is not like an ego driven person really. Like yes. she doesn't have that sort of like don't talk to me sort of thing. Like she'll do things for people. Every time we go to watch what happens live, she's like, I wish I could go to the audience and talk to them. Like she really oh, likes yes. she likes interacting with people. Um and Vicky is the same way. Uh uh, yeah, I mean, Shannon is just a decent, good person. I feel the same way about her, but I love them all unconditionally. They're even the ones that I get annoyed at sometimes. I love. What's the craziest housewife experience that you've had and you don't have to name any names? Oh, I, I've had multiple women FaceTime me intoxicated. <gasps> On purpose? It yeah. wasn't like a butt dial? No, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to call Dave now. Um, I. It's very strange because... <laughs> There is still, okay, I'm, I'm very in touch with my inner child. It's okay, always been the case it. with me. 
there is still a part of me when I look down at my phone and I'm getting a phone call or a text message from a housewife who like my heart is like, what is going on? Because I still think about the fact that like 10 years ago, I was watching this shit on my couch by myself, like not knowing who any of these people are. Absolutely. And like it, I get a thrill out of knowing who they are now. I get a thrill out of getting to know them as human beings. It's really, really fun for me. So I will always answer the phone for a housewife. I'm super open to talking to them. Most of them just call me and just talk about their day as if it's nothing. I'm one of few people who like understand every side of their lives. Like I get what production is and I also get what the press of everything is. And I also, so I will just listen to them sometimes. Mm. And most of the times I never write a dime, anything uh, after what we talk about. Like, it's just us catching up. What was the craziest news that you've broken? Like, what were you most surprised happened that you reported? Because you were essentially the guy that gets the exclusive, which yeah, is so I great. Yeah, I mean, I've been very lucky to report. Uh, I, I broke the news about Brandy Redmond's baby. That was, mm. I felt very, um, I feel very honored when yeah. any of them decide that they want to tell me a story first mm-hmm. and that they want to use my like trust, trust my instincts to help them speak their truth. So Brandy trusted me with telling the story of Bruin and I was very honored for that. Um, I felt the same way about Kenya Moore. She trusted me with both her mm. wedding and her baby. Oh my God, the wedding. So I told both of those stories and that for me is like something that I will never forget. So no one's like called you ripping you a new asshole about it. No, a hundred percent. Oh, do they? Okay. Oh my God. They yell at me all the time. I always joke that like, it used to be that I was, you know, uh, that I was like a fan of the housewives and now I'm a slave to the housewives. (laughs) Um, I will write a book one day called hounded by housewives. Oh my God. I love that book. They a hundred percent do call and yell at me and yell often towards me. So maybe it's not that they're angry with me, but they're like, they're angry about something and they want my help to fix it. You know, so-and-so is saying this in the press or so-and-so has done this and help me get through that. And again, I, I, I'm like the Olivia Pope for these ladies. Mm. I like listen to them and I help them fix what they need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, when appropriate, sometimes I'm just like time to sink your ship. That's going to be fun. Like that's good TV. You oh have to God, go I and do it. That. Um, what's your favorite non-housewives Bravo show to watch? Oh, Below Deck. That was easy. Yes. Um, I've Are you Team loved... Kate? Yes. I yeah. think Kate Chastain is, and I, I go on like a media tour about her. I speak Ugh. about this consistently whenever I'm on any other show. I just talk about how brilliant Kate Chastain is, and I feel like that she is completely um, underappreciated in our culture oh because my God, she has I done something her. on reality TV that not a lot of people can do, which is make me care about like doing boats. the laundry yeah and oh my and god like laundry is so dramatic like on that show service i don't know god like, forbid you're the third stew you I are know. screwed but i've always wanted i mean i don't i would make terrible reality tv because you would like like i apologize for anything i, I don't like conflict <laughs> so you would be, basically you would slap me and i would like apologize oh my like, god i'm so Love sorry that. so i i would make terrible reality tv but i've always wanted to be her second stew like i've always been like i would be i know exactly how to work with kate i'd be a great second stew and then josiah this season oh my god josiah perfect fit he's gonna perfect. be back forever and ever amen there's I no way so i would hope so just because the show can't always be the same and if i've seen this is what season six if i've seen five seasons Mm -hmm. already of like the second stew hates kate 
I would like to see something different. So this gave me something different. I'd like to see them explore that more. Um, speaking of something different. So I reached out to the listeners week to week. We have this um, segment called Satchels of Gold. I love. Where they, Kelly, Clorin, Ben, Simone style, uh, where they ask <laughs> questions or give us comments. And I choose one or two of them. Um, so this week's Satchel of Gold, not housewife specific, which I love, married to medicine style. Oh. Dylan in Birmingham, Alabama asks, do you think Quad should or will come back or is she done because she's no longer married to medicine? Personally, I think she should be done because she didn't want to come to work this season. Thank you to Dylan in Alabama for asking that question. Um, It's a great question and I love married to medicine and I've had the honor of speaking very candidly with Quad about her divorce. Um, I definitely think she should be back on the show. I think she's great television. Mm. I was disappointed to see the way her castmates did not truly respect her. Yeah. And it was an interesting thing happening where I felt like a lot of women on that show were not supporting other women, not to be Ramona singer here, but like you got to, I felt like they sided with him in that divorce Mm -hmm. and they felt as though they understood because they knew like how crazy quad can be. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. villainized her and I think what she was going through was really deep. I totally agree with you with one caveat, which is she didn't seem to be afraid of showing her emotions on Sister Circle. And I think she has a different dynamic to Married to Medicine, and it's a lot more focused on the dramatic elements than that show is. But it felt like she was stepping away because of her divorce, but also because of maybe disinterest in bearing her soul to this show as opposed to the other one and I think that she should come back but I think she should come back if she's like willing to play and that means it's not going to be necessarily maybe the healthiest for her certainly coming out of a marriage that seems incredibly toxic when not having sex with your partner is like not even in the top three of problems that you guys have and you hadn't slept together in what did he say three years or something and she's Mm -hmm. like that's right because I remember the day um, yeah, that's concerning, but I think that she, if she comes, she should come back and if she comes back, it should be in a position where she is able to open herself up, even knowing that not all of these women have her best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, below deck is my favorite show on Bravo because I don't have to get deeply invested yes. Not housewife show in Bravo because yes. I don't have to get deeply invested in like crazy storyline fights. But Married to Medicine, I think, has been providing Bravo with the most, like, consistently quality, dramatic reality. And also real. Like, talking about affairs in a real way. Leading a couple to from being on the steps of divorce over the course of a reunion taping back into a marriage. I mean, that was last season and this season unbelievable absolutely unbelievable television um speaking of marriage to medicine this week's 100 percent award when you're giving 100 percent of something not necessarily a good thing um married to medicine themed apparently my um 100 award goes to toya and mariah for indirectly defending old an old school spin on domestic violence by saying during the reunion guys it wasn't domestic violent because violence because he didn't use the word hit yeah, which I, was shocking. I this is what I mean about those women is that like it really bothered me that they weren't seeing as clearly as the rest of us see these sorts of things. Totally. But. Yeah. Um, Toya and Mariah, shout out to you. Dave Quinn 
such a pleasure. This has been so wonderful. I'm sad it's over. I kind of um, want to keep going. No, that's okay because I'm going to have you back. Just film constantly. another episode right now. <laughs> I'm going to have you back ASAP because honestly, I think your perspective is so interesting and you being one on one with these women is just such a fascinating angle because you're a, a kind of a part of the story when you think of the Real Housewives and I think that's that's a really rare spot to have. Um, yeah, I mean, so kudos to I'm you. I'm very lucky. Thank you. I'm very lucky uh, that I've been able to build genuine friendships with some of these people and but I don't let it stop the way I want to report yeah. on them and like the truth. Like I push them very heavily. Like even the closest people that I'm really close to I like push them very hard for the truth and I I'm very hard on them and I, I believe I'm a journalist and I believe that you have to be able to you tell and that story me and Jackie oh my she god is, and her mommy blog sure listen it's a form of journalism just Kay. like podcasting is right? <laughs> I, I mean, mean we're all... as, we, this is C-SPAN by the yeah, way I call it the problem of C-SPAN but yeah I mean I, I don't know thank you for saying that I appreciate it because I, I I'm very honored that i'm able to have those relationships i mean then next time we talk i'll tell you the housewives taglines i've written <gasps> that i've made it onto. oh TV. my god i want to ask you right now but i like you dangling that carrot because well, i'm 100 gonna chew um dave quinn such a pleasure guys follow him everywhere at nine daves on instagram twitter go to bra uh people.com and read everything um <laughs> as I do every moment of the day I sometimes the way I used to be with Facebook until I deactivated my account I sometimes put in people.com even though another window has people.com like I do it without even thinking it's I a know. part of my brain chemistry it's the same with me and it always was because truly and I'm not just saying that because I work there the reporting is outstanding and it's you so always good. know that if it's on people it's true I like, die for people other places I'm always like mm, that's probably not true but no, like I, when it's on people I'm like oh that's I die really for well reported guys if you want to um, dip into the people archives I don't know if it's there but I was in my family is in people magazine twice what? in my youth for two features and one of which I decided to dye my hair the day before and for whatever reason um didn't think about what that would look like in a print um magazine and it looks sort of purple and I oh. had a I had an interesting gr growth opportunity in my teenage years whereas like before the swan there wasn't a, a another animal woodland yeah. creature or whatever so that's safe for posterity okay. um is but it something that you have in this apartment that i can see <laughs> i do not have a physical Angry. copy of it anywhere find it. <laughs> i knew so many people that were like sarah oh my god i just saw you and people i was like uh-huh okay next conversation <laughs> um but i love i've loved people since forever and i still love people so um kudos to you guys tell us your thoughts and feelings um what is your favorite non-Housewife show? And more importantly, um, are you a Danielle fan? Please reach out. Um, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of controversial comments coming out I, of here. We really went deep. In right. Places. I asked people earlier today, I was like, do you want Danielle to come out, to come back full time? Just because I've been thinking about her a lot, especially with this week. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. Although someone just messaged me and said, um... Oh, no, they're talking about Jill. Okay, we'll save that for another time. I, it's so sad that I thought like they were referring to Danielle and it's Do like, Do you no. think Jill should come back full time? A hundred percent. Oh. I. I mean, she's not. You know that, right? She's not this season. Correct, but yeah. I spoke to her about that at the Jill's Aaron Luxury Lunch and she said, um, nobody's asked me, but I'd love it. And her team had told me before, there's no way she's 
she wants to be back, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yep, and looked directly in the camera. And then I went to watch what happens last week. And during a commercial break was like, Andy Cohen, when is she coming back full time? And he said, you know, maybe it's a possibility, which is the closest he's ever gotten to maybe yes. Because that's a their journey from her secretly recording him yeah. <laughs> to now. I mean, that is as close to an absolutely as she has gotten in several years. And then I made the mistake because I was so excited to hear that like kernel of possibility that I was like, well, she told me this. And she said, like, nobody's reached out to her and blah, 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 at that point at her luxury lunch. And he was like, OK, maybe not. And I Ooh. wanted to die. Rest in peace, Bobby Z, who, by the way, um, nugget of information. I voted for governor. Wow. I thought the ghost of Bobby Zarin would do an excellent job. I, you know what? He would have. He would have. Um, but I went with Cynthia Nixon. Oh, I couldn't vote for her in the primary because oh, they messed up my registration. I like went to vote. That. Yeah, it was a very sad day. But I don't. So now we've, t- <laughs> we've <laughs> said we goodbye and we're starting again. <laughs> Wait, I tell just, me one more thing. With Jill Zarin, I think that what we all don't know okay. is that the we only see on TV, right? So we say like, oh, she'd be good to come back to the show now. Yeah. She's ready. She's starting to build a relationship with Bethany. But we, none of us really know the nightmares these people are behind the scenes. Right. And I think that that chunk of information, how people act and treat production and treat like and, and treat uh, PR and treat marketing. Totally. That is like a big factor and he's he's andy has spoken about the problems of jill jill's complicated relationship with herself and also how she treats other people in his book and i think he said that publicly too jill among the top five nightmares of people to deal with when they are a part of the show and probably after jill zarin is absolutely in the top five if not like the top two so like for them i think it's more like do we want to go back down that road and i think that that's where danielle falls into place totally i think that a lot of these women but then you have someone like camille who i don't think is that much of a nightmare but i think that they recognize that camille is better suited to just stick in the friend zone because she unlike Margot, doesn't really come in and cause problems she's just like fun to have around unlike margo marlo marlo okay whoops no i think that i think um camille is probably a nightmare but she has enough money that she can pay staff to handle her and not that jill doesn't have oodles of money she totally does look at all those private jets but i think does she have oodles of money though she's got i don't know she flies private all the time she's always at the galapagos islands or on a safari or buying a pony or whatever a lot of people and i think that i mean listen bobby wasn't really that um Bobby definitely had money and I'm sure he left her a lot of money, but like it was very telling to me that she was very quick to date again after the <gasps> death of Bobby. I think that for Jill and oh my a God. lot of these women on the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, I think that it's about like looking for the money. I do. I, I, I'm laughing so By the hard. way, Jill Zarin blocked me on Twitter like <gasps> five years ago. And has not unblocked you? Never unblocked me. So uh, Jill Zarin hates me. I've texted her a couple of times. Oh she my responds God. pretty quickly. Text I could her text. and tell her I'm that she unblocked No, me. I need her to continue to answer my text. <laughs> I love Jill Zarin. I want to love Jill Zarin. But I'm just saying like I think that there's a part of these women's lives where they're like I think that part of the reason why Luann drank so much had less to do with like her being an alcoholic and more to do with her being fearful of like losing her status. Oh, totally. I and, like, I totally agree. I think status is just as important. And I, and I mean, this doesn't make them bad people. Everybody does this, but like she lost her husband and yes, she wanted love in her life, but I think she also wanted like the security of 
having finances. Well, way to end an episode on a fucking cliffhanger. Oh, shit, Dave we Quinn. really went there. Oh my God. I am like literally, I am fully, I'm sitting up. I am raring to go. Blood is rushing through my whole body. I don't know what that means. I really, my God, you need to come back post haste. Sarah, I adore you. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. I really had a blast. Guys, I hope you love this. Follow Dave on everything. Read all of his stuff and we'll keep you with you next week. Bye guys. Bye.